This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. Yes, it is time for another edition of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcast Network platform thingamajig. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm joined by someone, another person who has been in the Alberta wrestling scene for 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 years and years and years and years, but I didn't really cross paths with uh, because you know I was in my my PWA bubble, and that is Mister Chris Parrish. Chris, how the hell are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Did Did you do some OT today? Is that what was going on? A little bit of overtime. I think I do overtime just about every day. <laughs> I mean, my my clock starts when I wake up and it ends when I go to bed. There you go. So yeah, like I was saying, like I've heard the name Chris Parrish for years and years and years and years, but we didn't really cross paths uh, until Love Wrestling because you know I worked for PWA and I kind of stayed in my little corner. So so it's been kind of cool to 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 get to know you, and do some work with you. But I want to learn a little bit more about where you kind of came from. So tell me when you first like kind of got the when you first kind of saw wrestling and saw maybe this was something that you wanted to do or get into. Yeah, so like if I'm going to my itty bitty days as as baby parish, then uh, like my I have an older brother uh, who uh, he loved the Ultimate Warrior. Um, so it was kind of weird how like he would watch wrestling. He didn't have a passion like I do for it, so he kind of phased out. But I remember watching some old Saturday wrestling, and I just remember like i was hooked on that um a lot of kids have their comic book phase where they love their comic books they're absolutely invested in all the characters i'm more of a wrestling guy because to me that was my comic books and i actually got to watch all these amazing characters in live motion which i thought at the time was pretty uh pretty cool um and yes if people are asking what's my time i mean i was born in 1986 so the early 90s so i remember the first monday night raw people in 94 so so i'm i'm exactly 10 years older than you then okay that's cool that gives me a good timeline yeah um so yeah so i mean i'm I mean, I, I quickly kind of jumped into the into the wrestling. I remember being one of the few of my classmates who who liked it. So I was always kind of the odd man out, if you will, until uh, Steve Austin decided to beat up Vince McMahon. Then I was a pretty popular kid. Um, so, but yeah, no, I always loved wrestling. I thought it was really cool just to kind of see the different types of characters that that came out. So, um, yeah. So who are some of the favorites from like the childhood that you gravitated towards and that you like watching? I was a big Shawn Michaels guy right off the bat. Like okay. that was my guy um, a lot because I just loved the aura that he had. I loved the character he had and loved, like I was a very quiet kid when I grew up. So the fact that he was always so confident in himself and so kind of brash and kind of, he just lose confidence and he was always really charismatic. Uh, that was always something that opened my eyes because it's it's more of, you know, I'm like, okay, that's kind of what I want to be when I get older kind of a thing. And then yeah, I uh, think sometimes, then, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off there. I think sometimes, oh, no. and I was true with me too. I think you're drawn to, to like characters in wrestling and maybe even like characters in, 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 in pop culture uh, that you're not. Like someone who's very shy and reserved would be very drawn to someone who's, who's very kind of boisterous and loud. 
I don't know if I'm, if I'm reaching on that, but that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. And I think especially when you're a child too, because that's usually at when you're at your most innocent and you're always looking to, to see what's larger than life. Like that, to me, that always made my eyes grow wider and my attention was always there. And I was definitely more of that. I need to see it than hear it or read it and things like that. Mm -hmm. If I saw it that, I mean, I, I remember it. Right. Um, so, I mean, that was always something I liked. And then I remember when Brett and Owen had their feud, that's when wrestling kind of became more relatable to me because I am a younger brother and seeing Owen Hart kind of try to climb out of the shadows of his older brother, because Mm -hmm. nothing he did, ever seemed to be as important as his older brother. I mean, that really struck a nerve with me as a younger brother, because I kind of felt a similar way of that. It doesn't matter what I do. I almost feel like my parents or the rest of my family had sought before with my older brother. So I can never really climb to the point where I was like, you know, jealous in that way, but, you know, definitely a lot of relatable um, thoughts and feelings. So, I mean, that was always pretty cool to kind of have that going on and you're you're just now invested in now an emotional level and that's kind of now i'm peeking at two parts of wrestling i'm invested on a okay this is really cool just from a what i want to be type um and then now you got the emotional so you go from the physical uh investment now you got the emotional aspect 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 sorry and now you're just hooked because um yeah like that's that's the beauty about pro wrestling is how much you can get invested in so many different ways so when did this become something that you thought you might want to try when did you make the leap from this is cool on tv to this might be something that i can do um well i remember i remember when i was seven I was asked what I wanted to be when I wanted. Yeah. I remember doing a thing in uh, school of like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I either want to be captain of the Oilers or the intercontinental champion. Well, being captain of the Oilers would be really shitty. So I'm glad you picked the wrestling. Well, I I mean, (laughs) I know I'd have some championships under my belt if I was, Uh, but we don't have to get into that. I mean, so, uh, uh, but yeah, needless to say, like it was always something I was really w- wanting to do. And then obviously I played a lot of sports growing up. I played hockey, I played lacrosse. Um, but then, yeah, then when I'm kind of reaching that high school about to graduate kind of a thing, and you're thinking at that next point, I already suck that, you know, I was just playing hockey now just because it was something that I love to do, but my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, I actually saw a mini camp, a two day mini camp from uh, monster pro wrestling. Okay. And he said, Hey man, did you want to try this out? And I was like, hell yeah. So me and him, as well as another buddy of mine, we decided to go and try this out. And as soon as I kind of got in the ring, kind of that first time, and I, I was always like very, very starstruck in a lot of ways, not necessarily always with like the wrestlers, but it's especially with like the magic of a ring. Like I wanted to know what the ropes felt like. Oh, I yeah. wanted to know what an apron felt like and stuff yeah, I like remember that. The very, the very first time I got in a ring, I remember too. And I actually, uh, uh, 
I, I crushed my testicles on the middle rope because I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing. And it was, it was the first time I got in a ring was actually was I was ring announcing. Uh, I worked a couple of Monster Pro shows years and years and years ago. That was my first ring announcing gig. And the very first show, the very first time I got in the ring, I hit my nuts on the middle rope. <laughs> and I was like, this hurts so bad, but I got to go there and I got to talk. So that's my little story about that. <laughs> well, ironically enough, I, I also have a, uh, a nut uh, squash on my nuts uh, story, but that has nothing to do with the first time I was introduced to wrestling. It was later when I was in, actually involved in, in it. Um, but yeah, so I did this mini camp and I, I always saw two things. I'm like, okay, I'd be really good at like running the ropes, but I was scared shitless to bump. Of course. I, I can and, understand. And that. It, I think that's logical. Yeah. And then needless to say, it was completely the, the other way around i was great at bumping and i picked that up very well it was running the ropes where i was having issues because the one thing i never really noticed until later um that i had some of the worst footwork <laughs> in hockey okay and that translated very well into wrestling um and i was definitely like i i definitely went faster to try to correct my lack of technique. So that was something right away. And I'll always remember this day where my, uh, tr the trainer, uh, massive dab, and she stood right in the ring and told me just to run the ropes. And I would never run in a straight line until once I actually tripped over my foot, uh, my own feet and <laughs> fell into them. And then, yeah, like I'll always remember that day. And now I, I remember, Hey, it, it doesn't matter how fast you go because if you trip, everyone's going to remember the trip. They're never yeah. going to remember how fast you are. So yeah. you got to always, it, it's different lessons now that when you look at that. So from that first mini camp, are you pretty much hooked? Oh yeah. No, I knew uh, I was definitely going to pursue that. Um, but my issue was that I was 17. Uh, they needed my parents to sign off on it. And I was still playing hockey lacrosse and i had school and despite my hardest attempt to try to convince my mother that i could juggle all and that this was actually going to make me a smarter student i think i was already showcasing that this was already making me not a smarter human being because <laughs> obviously uh it would not have made me a smarter uh student so i waited till i graduated and then I remember when I turned 18, I then went and started training full time. And yeah, that was about June of 2004. And how long yeah. but after training to, to first match? About three months. Three months. See that uh, yeah. always fascinates me because some people it's it's, yeah. it's it's six months, eight months, two years. Other people it's like to me three months is, is pretty short. Do you think you were ready? Um, I definitely was ready in the sense of athletics. Like I could definitely do it, but where I wasn't ready was the self-confidence. I wasn't ready mentally, but I think there is, is something to say that if you're protected and in my case, I was in a tag match and there were three other people who were there who are a lot more experienced who can help me through. Who was the first match? Uh, I was in a tag match with Ellen, uh, El Nino. Okay. 
uh, who has also been a ring announcer for Monster Pro Wrestling. And I was against the tag team of Bobby Sharp, ironically enough. We're going to uh, circle back to that a little later. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was uh, Tom McDonald. The fact that your first match was against Bobby Sharp uh, and you're now teaming with him is something I'm going to use on commentary later. Anyway, continue. (laughs) Yeah, it's actually, I got a lot of coming full circle type moments in my career, which I think I'm very fortunate to have. Um, And that being one of them. So yeah, no, feel free. So how did, did there's a lot more to the history of Bobby and I that we can talk about. Awesome. So, so how did the first match go? Did you guys go over? Did you, were you happy with it? Um, I no, we definitely did not go over. <laughs> um, I don't think I was, uh, an formidable partner or whatnot. Uh, I feel my counterparts definitely took advantage of my inexperience. Um, but yeah, no, I was very, I think now I was a lot more relieved because you put so much pressure on yourself uh, going into that match. And now the kind of, I had that under my belt. I had a little bit of confidence. Um, I still don't feel like I know anything, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I actually still to this day learned one of my biggest lessons that day. Um, And that that's when like a young kid asked me um, if he could have my autograph. And I just looked at him and I said, why? (laughs) And that's kind of the moment because like I realized like even though internally I'm looking at myself as just a kid having his first wrestling match like why would somebody want my autograph and that was kind of when I first now then realized hey this kid doesn't actually look at me the way I'm looking at me he's looking at me as like a larger than life mm-hmm. it's almost similar to the ways I was watching everybody on tv and then when I went to like house shows and stuff like like that so uh, yeah, I fe- it was a very humbling story to even this day that I still remember. And that's why um, if, you, if you know me, like I definitely always go out of my way to be nice to fans and people who come to our shows. Yeah, perception is definitely reality. And that was kind of a similar feeling that, that I had when I signed you know, my first autograph and there hasn't been a lot, but there's been, you know, there's been some, and it's just, it's, it is a very humbling thing, especially when it's a young kid. And it's like, you know, this, this kid thinks enough of me that he wants my name on a piece of paper. I think that's pretty cool. So this podcast, as uh, you may or may not know, is a professional wrestling podcast, but as well as a music mm-hmm. podcast, because those are kind of two of my loves. So I always have mm-hmm. my guests pick a couple of songs and we're going to go to your first track right now. It is a song called black honey by a band called thrice. Uh, tell me about what the, what this is all about and why you picked it. Um, honestly, when you asked me about a couple songs, I just picked the two I was listening to at the moment because <laughs> it was simple. Um, and like, I don't know, like, I, it's so weird because initially when you ask me about uh, music, I'll always go to the songs that I use as like entrance songs. And I like to always just try to change things up. Um, but in terms of this song, um, I remember first hearing it because um, it, it was the Money in the Bank, I want to say 2015 uh, pay-per-view theme. It was it was the Money in the Bank where all the S.H.I.E.L.D. members uh, held the championship. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, it was that one. And I just remember that. I'm like, oh, man, this, this, this song was like, it just was awesome. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think this singer is amazing by any means, but... There just happens to be a little like, 
All right. And it just kind of makes you, you know, you just bop your head a little bit. And I, I just like that. And like, it has some aggression and it has a little bit of, you know, passion in there. And I just, I just love, I like that. And I'm more of a, a rock kind of guy, hard rock kind of guy. So I don't know, just, it kind of got me like, there's no specific reason to what the song or why I picked this song. It's just a song that I liked that I was listening to at the time. And I'm like, Hey, if he's going to play the song. I mean, sure. <laughs> I can listen right. to the song whenever. Right on. So this is thrice. This is black honey on the punk and Podover's podcast.
that was thrice the first pick from Mr. Chris Parrish on the Punk and Powderers podcast. My name is Big Bad Boris. Uh, you spent quite a number of years in Monster Pro Wrestling. Any cool memories or cool stories that stick out that you want to share? Because um, yeah. you were there for quite, quite like over a decade, if if I'm correct. Oh yeah, a long time. Um, a lot of people said I I spent there. I'm a, I'm a victim of my loyalty uh, when it comes to that company. But I mean, I'm I'm I was the same way. Like I I, I worked for for PWA from like the early 2000s up into. I mean, I guess technically now, I don't really know what the future is holding for that. But uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being loyal. No, um, I take a lot of pride in uh, being loyal. Um, it's just uh, more of a matter of you know, like over time, a lot of people leave, and you know, you, you may see the writing on the wall that, that maybe it's your turn to kind of branch out and uh, it's just more me trying to you know believe that hey you know i can i can still be a guy that could be a reason of why this can still go and still work and it's just one of those i don't like giving up on on things so uh it was that but in terms of memories uh yeah like i remember wrestling johnny divine in MPW, and that was just really cool because I, I remember watching Johnny Devine in uh, imp- like TNA, like now Impact Wrestling, and mm. I followed him like for a while, like just through the Stampede era, and and it was just somebody that I'm just like, oh, like this guy is so good, and I think he's so freakishly under like valued and as a as a wrestler because I don't think enough, like I, I think people know of him, but they don't really know who he is. Um, but just having an opportunity to be in the ring with him, um, I was able to learn a lot and he's actually the guy I found my confidence as a professional wrestler with, um, and anybody who has wrestled could tell you once you find out who you are and what, like, and just get that confidence in yourself, you become such a better wrestler almost overnight because that is such an intangible that until you get it you have no idea how important it is so um because of that um yeah like that was a pretty big moment um i've been able to make a lot of friends a lot of uh people i'm close with um are, are because of people there um in fact like i uh, just if people who know, like I like was son of Irish, like I had his first match in MPW and he was 13 years old. Um, and then now seeing kind of where he's become and like what he's done, it's just crazy to think that, you know, I had like, I had a part in that story and it was just fantastic because that's now something like you can't take back. But I mean, I remember going to like my first MPW show I saw, Kenny Omega was actually there. You know what's funny? Because I actually, that might have been a, a show that I ring announced because I ring announced a Monster Pro Wrestling show mm. with Kenny Omega. So that might have been when I hit my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually going to ask you, that was the next thing I wanted to talk about actually was Son of Irish. He was uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago. And and <laughs> I've, I've, I, I quite like that young man. I think he's very, very talented. And he had some nice things to say about you. And I know you guys <laughs> did some tag teaming uh, together. I know that you had a bit of a hand in training him. And and I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, when he does, when he calls himself the future, I don't think it's it should come as a shock to anybody. Because when you think about what 
that kid has done, and he just recently turned 18 years old. It's scary to think what he can be mm-hmm. at the age of 20 or 21. Like, I just saw Tyler Bate have an amazing match with Braun Breaker, and it didn't really realize that, hey, he won that North American United or United Kingdom or the NXT UK championship, sorry, when he was 19 years old. And now he's what 25, and it's just like the leaps and bounds you can make in just a couple of years. And then you translate that to Son of Irish and seeing where he is, how confident he is of himself now. It, it like the sky is really the limit for him. And it, yeah, like it's just amazing because he was someone like he started off as a referee. Um and it's all because he just wanted to hang out with his dad. Mm. And it was just amazing uh, that that blossomed into not only a passion, but just a, an amazing, uh, so far, just small career. Um, and it was really cool just coming full circle, but not only tag with him, but when him and I won the RCW tag team titles, I didn't realize, but that was his first championship he has ever won in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. So now to be able to say like I not only was his first match um but I was the first person he held a championship with and I look at the kid like he's a little brother which you know in you know in the real world I don't have one but in the wrestling world I mean he is and I really think that inside and out of the ring so um it's always cool to kind of have that and yeah it's definitely you know, a bond that I can't even believe that him and I have, and I'm twice his age. Yeah. And he's the thing and with him is, is, is he's committed and he's all in. And I think it's really great to see. Yeah. Um, do you watch a lot of wrestling in your, in your personal life? I've said this before I think like all the wrestlers and the friends and people I know, they kind of fall into two categories. Those who watch all kinds of stuff and those who don't watch any, I watch like an abnormal amount. I think it's almost something wrong with me. Do you, do you watch a lot or you just kind of do what you do and kind of keep your head out of that? I, I do. I dabble into more of the stuff that I like instead of watching everything. Like I don't, I don't watch a lot of new Japan. I don't watch impact. I do. Like I've always been a WWF WWE guy. Um, I did watch uh, clash at the castle. I did watch uh, worlds collide and I did watch all out. So um, I watched all those. I like I've seen raw this week. I saw NXT um, and I have uh, dynamite on my TV on pause right now as we're talking. <laughs> what, what about um, uh, what about some, like the indies and stuff? Anything there that's that catches your eye? Um, I go to the occasional shows. I don't necessarily watch a lot um, of it. Um, I tend to watch as much as I can on the shows I'm at, but sometimes I also realize there are times I need to detach my mind from it because i know how important it is as i grow older um because i've let wrestling consume me on so many levels that Mm -hmm. sometimes i go insane uh to the point where you know my wife will tell me how crazy it can be sometimes but i mean no i mean i definitely i'll definitely watch i'll definitely pay attention and i think to being a part of love wrestling you have uh a different mindset too 
um, because everyone's always talking about everyone sharing stuff um, in our uh, like chat, like in our like chat channel. So you're always being introduced to new things. And I think that's really cool as well, especially at belt PW shows, you're being introduced a lot to new talent and they all came from somewhere. And then of course I have friends who wrestle in other places. So I definitely like to keep track on not only that, but how they're doing and, you know, just how, how they're uh, just how, how their experiences are. So, yeah, I mean, I think I do enough. I, I probably am not as hardcore with as other people, but yeah, I mean, I, I do watch a lot. All right. We're going to whip into your second song here. And this is a band called stone sour. Of course, I believe Corley Taylor from Slipknot is in this band. Uh, mm-hmm. And the song is called, what is the song called? The song is called tired. I like the video for this song when I was pulling it today. I like like live concert videos. I think it kind of captures a lot of the energy of a really good rock show. Any particular reason why you picked this one or is it was, it was just planned? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love Corey Taylor. I think that guy is so good and so talented in so many ways. And I believe Stone Sour is Slipknot, but just, you know, 60% of Slipknot. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, because I think Slipknot's like what nine people, and I think Stone Sour's like five or six or something. Okay. Or something like that. But yeah, no, um, no, I've always loved uh Corey Taylor. Um, and I'm like, you know, as you can know, you you sometimes probably go in phases of stuff that you like. And I remember a couple of years back I went into a Corey Taylor phase, especially his acoustic stuff. Um to the point where at one point I actually did use this as an, uh, an entrance uh, song, but I quickly went back as well. Uh, can't really get much better than for whom the bell tolls. Sure. Um, so um, c- couldn't resist going back, but no, I was, this song was pretty like, good. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. I think stone sour is really good. They're one, the one, one of the bands I like to listen to. So um yeah, anytime I can listen to Corey Taylor just belt and go, I think it's it's a good time. Right on. All right, so this is Tired, this is Stone Sour on the Punk and Potterverse podcast. i 
That was Corey Taylor and Stone Sour on the Pumpkin Potters podcast with Chris Parrish. I am Big Bad Boris. Uh, let's talk a bit about what's going on right now. Uh, last LPW show, you had a really good match with the aforementioned Bobby Sharp. And it's looking like you two are going to team up and enter into the uh, the LPW Tag Team Tournament. Uh, I mean, him being involved in your first match and this, again, coming full circle. How do you feel about teaming up with Bobby Sharp and maybe a chance of some gold in the future? Yeah, I mean, I know like when I was growing up, like, and, and here's kind of, a quick, you know, behind the scenes of how I look and uh, how I look at Bobby. Like Bobby was, he started training at 14 years old and I'm pretty sure I'm correct at 14. Um, yeah, and he was big, there when a I started. big crop of the, of like the, the young guys that started off when they were really young, like Brady Roberts and Tom McDonald and Bobby and those, those young, what are they called? Young lions or young guns or, or yeah, something. I forget like what that. it was called. Yeah. Yeah, and, and at that well, and back then they had like an under eighteen division, and Bobby mm-hmm. Sharp was involved in that. Um, but even then, like he was, he had always a hands on uh, to helping guys, and especially me. And I've always had this weird uh, thing of looking up to him because he's always been a guy that you know shares his knowledge with me, and we've always kind of were involved at points, but like not necessarily always, but. Uh, so I've always looked up to him uh, in a way, and I always think the world of him. So this, we've actually done a, a group before called the Empire. So, but we never really did a lot of tags. So when the opportunity came about tagging with Bobby Sharp, it's like yeah, because it's something that I've always wanted to do, but never have really sunk into it. So uh, when the again, like when the opportunity came to not only tag and with somebody you, you you just respect, but you look up to and somebody you you admire, like how can you say no? And then with the history we have, it's it's quite amazing. So um yeah, no, hopefully he can uh, help me get out of the funk I've been in. Right on. You, uh, where else uh, can we see you? What are some of your upcoming bookings that you want to plug? Where can we see Chris pa- Chris Parrish in action? Well, um, well, I'm always a, a mainstay over in Pure Power Wrestling, which is located in Lethbridge, Alberta. Um, I believe that they are one of the best, if maybe not, maybe even the best uh, independent uh, promotion in Alberta. And that I don't think they get enough credit for what they do. I've wanted um, to get out there and check out a show, actually, but it's a bit of a trek. Yeah, um, but I think it's worth it. Uh, and those five hours go by very quickly for me because of just how much fun I have when I go down there. Um, but yeah, and then I'm always at a real Canadian wrestling every, I think couple of weeks now you can find me there. I, th- I do have a, uh, a number one contenders, uh, a fatal four way match coming up on the 17th, uh, for the, so, I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun there. So it's, I believe for their, uh, Canadian or the their North American championship that they have. Uh, so that's, that's very fun uh, with pride T, uh, TJ cannon and Mars, the specialist who is another guy people need to really look out for that guy has a, a feature in this business yeah, as well. Big fan. I'm a big fan of Mars. Too. Um, so yeah. And then obviously at L, uh, LPW uh, this on September 30th, out comes the wrestlers, Bobby and, and myself will hopefully no that was last month's show come on man get your shit together oh yeah no no we're in september 
This one's Are We Not Wrestlers? Trust me, I know my shit. Oh, I'll come the rest. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pay attention to the names. I mean, they're just when when they're all questions, they're just like, man, I mean, I don't, I don't, I I've never paid attention to questions. Just ask my old teachers. You just you just know um, where, where to be and when, right? Yeah, I'm like Ron Burgundy. Don't put questions in the teleprompter. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no, anyway, oh, I'm still right on the date though. So yes. I mean 50% is still a pass from what again my teachers told me. <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, no, uh yeah, September 30th, uh Bobby Sharp and I will try to become um tag team champions, the first ever tag team champions at uh Love Pro Wrestling. So that'd be a cool those little, are the places you can find me. That'd be a cool little feather in your cap to be the first ever, hey? Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, I was the first ever match in uh, clandestine history. Oh, oh, that's right. You were. Yeah, that was a, so that like, was a fun night. Oh yeah, that was the only time a fan actually brought a beer to the ring for me. Oh, really? And yeah, and it was. Uh, I was more upset with Cody because not not so much that he took it away from me because I was completely okay. I don't ever indulge when I have to get into the ring. That's mm-hmm. a big no no for me. Of I'm course. always clear headed. But I could put that to the side and have one after the match. Yeah, it, it'll keep for a few minutes. He just threw it on the ground, and that was a lot of beer wasted. So, I mean. Well, you know, live and learn, right? He's, he's young. Yeah. All right. So where uh, can we uh, find you on the old social medias? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Parrish. You can follow me on Instagram at Chris.Parish. You can follow my Twitch at the Chris Parrish. Um and yeah, you're on quite a few of the uh, of the of the Love Wrestling uh, Twitch shows, are you not? Yeah. Um, but before I get to those, I just want, want to tell people you won't find much on my Twitch. I don't actually stream. I just have an account. But if you would like to follow that, it's great. Uh, because I don't have any content, I call myself the non-continental champion. No <laughs> content, non-continental. So like um, yeah. But then also, yeah, you can go to Love uh the Love Wrestling Twitch at Love Wrestling CA where every Sunday you can follow uh myself with Bobby Brunson, also known as the Brunch Busters with Sunday Brunch. I am now the uh only host to NXT every Tuesdays every Tuesday night. Uh so you can check that out as well. Right on. Uh, anything else you want to say to, to the folks, to the peeps, before we put an end to this nonsense? Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's very important to say that anybody who's listening, I think very much thank you so much for uh, doing that. But if you're coming out to the shows or you're thinking about coming out to the sh- uh, any of the shows, please do. Um, not only do we appreciate it as wrestlers, uh, support is such a widely... Uh, just a huge thing that uh, I don't think uh, gets enough credit, but, you know, we definitely appreciate any and all support and you'd be surprised with how much fun a local independent wrestling show can be. So if uh, you can bring some friends, have a good time. And especially if it's, uh, you know, maybe the last Friday of the month at the (laughs) rec room, um, it's a little bit of a good time. Right on. Well, thank you for hanging out with me, man. This is a lot of fun. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great just chatting. All like right. That. So we are going to go out to brand new music from Pulley. Uh, amazing punk rock band Pulley. I believe they are in town or were just in town. I may be 
have my my dates and times mixed up but nonetheless this is a, a track called northbound off their latest album i am working on something really really fun for next week a bit of a blast from the past in alberta wrestling somebody who wasn't here for very long but went on to do some really awesome things and, and uh, i reconnected with him recently and I'm, I'm looking forward to if everything goes according to plan to having him on next week i'm not going to say who it is but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun again thank you chris parish this is fully this is northbound and we will talk to you guys all next week